Hello, boys and girls. Welcome to the Cool Kids Lunch Table Podcast with PJ and Mike. Now, please find yourself a seat at their table. I'm Mike. I'm PJ. And this is our 12th episode. Today, we'll be ranking the Quentin Tarantino films from worst to best. But we have our first special guest, ladies and gentlemen. It's one of my best friends, Mr. Michael Schlapp. Yo! Welcome to the show, man. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate you being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, you know, I used to go to high school with you guys, you know, and, uh, you know, I never got to, uh, you know, interact with you, PJ. I always had, like, the biggest crush on you. Man. Oh, yeah, I get it, because <laughs> I was very good looking, so yeah, it made sense. Absolutely, you know, uh, so it's great to hear, to be here and, uh, you know, relive my passions. Great, you, great. And, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, just so, obviously, I'm Mike. And we have another Mike, but for the rest of the show, we're, we're going to address Mike as Schlapp, mm-hmm. his last name. But I just want to tell you folks about uh, Schlapp. He's an actor who's worked in theater, online comedy sketches, and abroad in TV, commercials, and film. He had previously toured English overseas in Russia and has returned to American soil to continue his work both in the classroom and on screen. That's right. And he's very good looking. Thanks, boo. <laughs> <laughs> So we wanted, what we saw with a childhood memory. So, uh, Schlapp, we'll start with you. What was the first time you remember just hearing Quentin Tarantino just talk, like into you, just seeing oh, his face the first yeah. time? Usually with a lot of directors, you just actually just hear their names, you know what I mean? And then it's like a, like the Wizard of Oz, like a reveal. So yeah. What was your first like impression of him? I think uh, like I overheard him being interviewed in like the living room. I think my parents were watching like Quentin Tarantino, and I wasn't really supposed to be like even watching it. I was like, "Who's that?" Right. And I was like, "Oh, that guy's really uh, interesting, and he was really passionate." And uh, kind of just, but I, it wasn't until later until I watched his movies. But yeah, I just thought he was really interesting and really passionate. It was really nice, you know. Yeah. You know, yeah. Refreshing. Mm-hmm. PJ, what about you? Uh, the the first time I heard him talk in an interview, that. I mean, it's hard to recall. I'm sure it was on some talk show promoting a movie. Mm -hmm. And you could just tell his passion for movies. And you could also tell that his brain works faster than he can talk. Yes. Right? Because he's just that kind of guy where he's he's really into what he does. So that was the thing I picked up. I'm like, this guy has so much going on in that brain that uh, he can't get it out of his mouth as fast as he can think it. (laughs) The first time I actually ever heard his voice was Pulp Fiction um, as as Jimmy. Um, That's the first time I actually heard him. Mm -hmm. And I think that was, in all his movies, I think that's his best role, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and for me, I actually saw Pulp Fiction in theaters with my family, with my parents. They really? Obviously, I didn't know that it was going to be that kind of intensity. <laughs> somehow, because I know your mom, and somehow, I can't picture her taking you to see that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think they just didn't like, you know, my parents didn't do anything inappropriate. They just figured this... it was just going to be like an action movie. They, you don't know, right. you know, and... Um... <laughs> I could just picture your mom when they have to revive... When she gets the drug yeah. overdose and they have to bring her back with the... I can't even imagine. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. we were so young when that came out. Yeah, yeah I must have been... Because that came out in 94. I was about nine years yeah. old. Oh, my dog. I think when you're a kid, you see things very differently. Like, yeah. You don't pick up, you know... Yeah. You know, I don't pick up on the rape scene. Right, right. Like but, um... Oh, my God, the gimp at nine years old. It's so yeah, funny. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, for me, I didn't really under... You know, right, maybe right. I like the part they got the samurai sword. Right, I right. I remember, like, like, when they danced. Yeah. And at that point, I didn't realize storytelling where... I remember saying, I don't like how the movie, how he came back alive, but obviously the story's not told anymore. Yeah, yeah. So, but I remember the first time hearing him talk, um, probably a couple of years later, 
um, I started to understand those kind of things. I was like, oh my god, he was in the movie, and I'm like, that's why I learned. Like sometimes you don't like, because you think about the movie stars, mm. you think like, you know, I'm not saying Quinn's an ugly man, but like, I guess that's where I learned. Like, right. wow, anybody can be a, right. A, a, you know, I always. I he doesn't look like John Travolta looks in that movie. Yeah, right. Yeah. James Dean, I realized that anyone right. could be a, uh, you know, makes any sense. But yeah, I remember his uh, his fast talking. I was like, wow. Yeah. I got to talk fast. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so we're going to be um, ranking the films. So what we'll do before we rank the movies, because our lists are going to be all over the place. Yep. We'll just talk a little bit about each movie in chronological order. And then at the end, we'll give our, our rankings, our, each our own individual rankings for each one. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. All right, perfect. All right, so guys, the first, his first, and these are all his movies that he re, that he wrote and like wrote and directed, directed right? So right. we're gonna discuss later on romance and natural born killers and other things, uh, but these are like his the main ones. Okay, uh, so we're starting off with 1992's Reservoir Dogs. Hear your names, Mr. Brown, Mr. White, Mr. Blonde, Mr. Blue. Mr. Orange, Mr. Pink. Why am I Mr. Pink? Nice. Reservoir Dogs, I, I, I don't want to give all the rankings away so early, but <laughs> Reservoir Dogs is such a great movie. It's the first one of his movies that came out that's his movie. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So when you watch it, it, it takes you to a dark place. He's a, mm-hmm. And you realize this guy's mind is in a place that no one else's mind is. It's just, that scene where he's, you know, Mr. Blonde, he's cutting off what's, uh, what's his face's ear. Yeah, the cop. Yeah. The cop's ear. I mean, it's, it's just, Marvin, right? It's just, it's, Marvin, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's just unbelievable. It's just crazy. You never see anything like that. For me, that scene is so memorable. Like, if you pick out Hollywood scenes that you'll never forget, when he cuts off his ear and talks into it, it's mind-blowing to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... My, uh, Schlapp, what about you? What, how do you feel about Reservoir Dogs? Oh, I love it. I like I like their costumes, you know, which is pretty unique, and I, I like how it can work as like a theater piece too. Yes, <clears> I was about to say it's almost like yeah. a, it's like a play for sure. Yeah. For sure, for sure. And uh, the music was really nice. Like like as always, you know, they they really do a good job, you mm-hmm. know, with selecting that. And I think uh, I liked Tim Roth because he had to like act. Like uh, another person acting like another person, another right. Person, right? Yes. Like yep. All this different work layers. To do. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's that's a massive mm-hmm. undertaking. I think all audiences like when characters have, like you said, like uh-huh. we know they're acting. You know, in the it's right. like like you said, it's like you've seen them playing two roles. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> great point. I think for me, what Reservoir Dogs, it's like classic opening, man. Mm-hmm. Like wow, you know, like right at the they're at the diner. You know what I mean? Right. And then right, you know, they had that, you know, it says the Madonna speech, and that's that iconic slow motion, and you get the green bag kick in. <laughs> yeah, this movie has so many great lines. I mean, I think if you should have seen, like, you know, uh, uh, what you, uh, Mr. Blonde, uh, yeah. are you going to bark all day? Are you going to oh, bite? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Whole oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. So many, this whole movie is quotable. It really is. You know? this, this movie, I mean, I know, like we said, it's his first, his movie. Mm-hmm. But the it's the first time you really understand Quentin Tarantino dialogue, yeah, and how it has a certain rhythm. It, it's almost lyrical mm-hmm. the way his uh, his his, his uh, dialogue comes out. And for me, one of the lines that sticks out in that movie is when he's like, "Well, I gotta be Mr. Pink. Why can't I be Mr. Black?" Oh yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. All, because if I, if there's a Mr. Black, everyone's gonna fight over who wants to be Mr. Black. Like yeah. it's just that that rhythm of the conversation. Yes, it, it, mm-hmm. you see it the first time in that movie, but it carries through on almost all of his other movies. That mm-hmm. that lyrical way that he writes the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, it's and like just, poetry. Yeah, no, for sure. Like and 
Um, like, what a debut film. I know you had one before this. It was called, like, uh, Happy Birthday or Best right. Friend's Birthday or some shit. But what a debut. What a knockout. I mean, they cast, you know, Tim Roth. Awesome. Michael Medson. You had um, Sean Penn's brother. Is it Michael Penn? Uh, yeah. He passed away. Mm-hmm. But he was a nice guy. Eddie, Steve Buscemi. I mean, wow. He, oh, he's, he's great. He even stole the show. <laughs> um, but I really think Harvey Cattell is, this is his best role in my opinion wow, in nice. his career. And uh, this I is th- like, I'm going to talk about my favorite Harvey Keitel role in the next movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah. And, uh, oh, that's right. This is, like, really inspirational for, like, any, like, person who wants to be a filmmaker. Because, like, they, this mm-hmm. thing shows you all the blueprint. Like, yeah. if you want to make your, your first film, make it a small cast, yeah. one setting, mm-hmm. intensity, make it story-driven. Yeah. Oh, this sounds kind of crazy, really story-driven. But <laughs> and it doesn't sure, but... have a big box office feel, budget, mm-hmm. sets. It looks more raw, more real. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I think wow. something that you guys hear me talk a lot uh, when we talk about more of the films is uh, this movie uh, has what I call a very consistent tone. Mm-hmm. It never gets too off the wall. I think later it's pretty got a little too cartoonish, yep. but mm-hmm. this movie has that. Mm, yeah. You know? It's just got an edge. It's just raw. <laughs> Damn, it's really yeah. good. It's, oh, what a great one. Wow. But then the follow up mm-hmm. to Reservoir Dogs you go from 1992, you wait two years, and then you get Pulp Fiction. And if you thought he hit a home run with Reservoir Dogs, and then you get to Pulp Fiction, it's just, uh, an, it's unbelievable. Totally. I mean, it might be one of the best movies of all time. Oh, no question. I mean, it's... it's I think... I, I mean, there's no perfect movie in the world, but this is up there as being close. I mean, mm. it brought back John Travolta's career for sure. I mean, yeah. he revitalized that. Um, Sam Jackson in that movie is just the best. But I almost think those are the two main characters and everyone loves them, but Bruce Willis in that movie... He stole my... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to steal your line, but I mean, Bruce Willis in that movie is like another level yeah. of awesome, yeah. and he doesn't get the love because everyone focuses on, on Jules and Vincent, yeah. but yeah. Oh, sure. I like the uh, whole suitcase thing. Like Even oh, yes. even Quentin Tarantino doesn't know what's in it. He yes. wants you to tell him what's yes. in it, and I like that. I like mm-hmm. that a film can do that, like invite you in. You know, have you contribute to it? You of know? course, yeah, yeah. Your imagination, you yeah. know, not knowing it makes the movie more intense. Any movie, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's like a puzzle, especially with the uh, nonlinear story. Yes, you know? that was interesting. Like, wait, what happened? You know, yeah, what's mm-hmm. going on? Right, yeah. <laughs> I think this movie too was also. I think it's his masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Um, his best film. Um, I guess that's his, you know my I guess Spoilers, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> but. This movie, in my opinion, changed cinema because mm-hmm. movies have not been the same since it came out. You know, but everything else, you know, classic opening scene. I mean, oh yeah, you know, another oh, diner. Right. Scene. the diner. Music is iconic. I mean, you know, you, like I said, Reservoir Dogs. You had stuck in the middle with you. There's that whole soundtrack on. But this with the Mr. Lou, like, bam. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that's that theme song. You know, is perfect. Like, I like so Jungle Bookie too. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and it's another movie with the great. Like that dialogue again. The whole what do you call oh. a quarter pounder with cheese in France? Oh yeah, yeah it's yeah. a royale with cheese. <laughs> yeah, like that whole scene. It, yes. Again, it's it's poetry. It's lyrical. It just mm. flows so great. It's it's not just two people sitting in a car talking. It, it, there's something more to it. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say real, I guess childhood things with us. 
Um, PJ used to have like a website, uh, like a, one of those like free ones, almost mm-hmm. called like GeoCities. Yeah, you yeah. had your own one, and we went to it. The first song I played was like, yeah. Yes. And then uh, when I got really super into it, when I first started driving my car, and I used to have the Reservoir Dogs yep. soundtrack and Pulp Fiction. <laughs> when I was in the car with Slap, we would always play Jungle Boogie. And, <laughs> yeah. So you know, fun. Me being the very the hopeless romantic I am, uh, I would always play um, Lonesome Town. Okay. Uh, it's like Ricky Nelson. So and uh, my first car was a Cut and Supreme, and the I can't think of the name of the song from the soundtrack, but that was the actually it's the last song of the film when they did the credits mm-hmm. roll. That was the theme song for that for my car. So, okay. Um, I remember that. <laughs> and I think I just want to point as we go to his next film, but I think it's really important to. Um, people don't talk about it. He obviously he won an Oscar for the uh, script, mm-hmm. but this was co-written technically, or or with a guy named Roger Avery. Some of those stories, mm-hmm. the Gold Watch was actually that from hopefully, that, but another gentleman wrote it with him. Really, you know, or that I didn't know he that. had his own mm-hmm. story. So, hmm. uh, yeah, very interesting that. Uh, huh. film. That's another scene. I held this uncomfortable mm-hmm. hunk of metal with <laughs> my ass. Yeah. That whole scene is perfect. Oh yeah, so quotable. <laughs> Shout out to Christopher Walken. Yes. yes. Right. I mean, what a cast. My <laughs> yeah. God. Everybody owns in that film. Damn. Wow. Mm-hmm. But ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. prob- up next in 1997's uh, Jackie Brown. So, uh-huh. <laughs> so we're going to start with you. Oh, sure. I want to hear your uh, insight on this film. I'm really curious. Because you yeah, just yeah. recently watched it yeah, for yeah. the first time. Yeah. I was, okay. Sherry, so for the first time? Yeah. I really? Was, I was just like, oh, I got to get to that. And I never got around to it. And I thought, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to the podcast tomorrow. I should watch it. So it's like fresh in my mind. And mm-hmm. it was cool, you know. There was a lot of long shots. Mm-hmm. And um, it's kind of also like a time capsule, too, of mm-hmm. that time. So yeah. that's really neat. And... It was interesting seeing Robert De Niro in that role because he's yeah. kind of just like a schlub and he's usually like a guy with a lot of power on screen. Yes. And he had to hold back his charisma in that. Yeah. Oh, true. And I liked um, Pam Greer. I thought she was really cool and it made me want to know more about like her career too because yeah, I know yeah, she yeah. was involved with like, uh, what do you call it? The Black Sport? The Black Exploitation yeah. films. She was Foxy Brown. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But it was really cool, really simple. I liked Robert Forrester. You know? Yes, he's great. Shout he's out. so great. Oh. Rest in peace, brother. You know. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah did yeah. he die? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like two, three years ago. I didn't realize yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a bummer. It's hard to keep up with yeah. like celebrity death. If you go on YouTube and you search Robert Forrester getting his uh, role in Jackie Brown, he tells the story. It's awesome because he oh. we wanted to be in Reservoir Dogs, mm. and Quentin said because uh, he would be Harvey Keitel, he'd be Mr. Oh, White's character. And Quentin says, "No, I'm, I'm going to keep you apart." Hmm. You know, and like a couple of years later, he like meets him at a diner, you know, at another diner. Another and diner. He goes, hey, this is the movie, you know, and it's, you know, the rest wow. is history. But yeah. That's awesome. Now, I love this movie, Jackie mm. Brown. Um, it's one of my favorites that he's made. It's based on a book written by Elmore Leonard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I have it written down in my notes, the, the name of the book. I want to I wanna shout it out if I wrote it down. Did I write yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if I did. But the reason I, I bring it up, uh, Rum Punch, Rum Punch is yeah, the name of the book. Yep, the reason it. I bring that up is Elmore Leonard also wrote the, the novel of Get Shorty. Mm. Oh. And, uh, and John Travolta oh, is that, Chili yeah. Palmer in, in that book. Um, but he came out and said that of all the books that he's made that have been turned into movies, he thinks this is the best one. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and he's had a bunch of movies turned, uh, a bunch of books turned into movies, but this one... Uh, this one st- stands out because it is just so good. Um, 
And also in this movie is Michael Keaton. Yep. And he mm-hmm. plays, well, I think his root name is, if I remember correctly, Ray, Ray Nicolette, Ray yeah, Nicoletti, yeah, something yep, like that. Yep. He reprises that role in another movie. Oh. Yeah, it, he reprises that in Out of Sight. He plays. He's uncredited, uh, but it's another book by Elmore Leonard. So even though um, you know Quentin wrote the movie, the screenplay yeah. for the movie, and he directed it, he he adapted it from this book. And uh, Elmore Leonard's books are, if you ever get a chance to read them, mm. are great. Get Shorty is one of my favorite books, and it's also one of my favorite movies. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. Like even though he wrote the movie, it's based on a fantastic book. But the author of that book says this is his best adaptation. Wow, mm. interesting. I think for me, Jackie Brown is his most underrated film. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, great acting. I think this is one of... I think uh, Pulp Fiction and this movie is Samuel Jackson's best, best role. I'm just going to say 100%. My favorite like, Samuel. He plays like a mm-hmm. real like, D-I-C-K in this movie. He's, he's so sleazy, like, but yes. he's so good at it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I seeing think, him with long hair is weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like how he... Like, I actually, this is another movie that I quote all the time. He says this great line where he's... Um, Jane, actually, Jane Forster's in this. And he goes, uh, you can't trust Jane, but you can trust Jane to be Jane. I'm like, oh, what a great fucking line about people. And, right. Oof. Um, hmm. um, and I really, like I said, me talking about tone, um, just like, obviously, Pulp Fiction, consistent tone. And this is, in my opinion, uh, Quinn's last movie where it was consistent tone. They get off the wall. Did they get loony? This mm-hmm, one yep. was bing. And what I like about this film is, and look, I think you said the other day, Mike, um, mm-hmm. could be a little bit dry. It is. It's a slightly yeah. slow, just slight drag to it. But a lot of um, bands or people who make movies, whatever it is, they always say, I don't want to repeat the same thing. So, because I heard Metallica, right. they came out the black, I don't want right. to make, or Pink Floyd, I want to make, you know, Dark Side of the Moon too, or, you know, I can't make another crazy movie. So I think mm-hmm. this movie's very grounded. That's what makes it really work. Mm-hmm. And I think this movie, for, for some reason, whenever I watch this film, it reminds me of the director, Mike Nichols, that's the guy I made The Graduate, mm-hmm. Closer. I don't like this one. Your favorite, shall I have one of your favorite oh, movies? Yeah. And The yeah. Birdcage. Um, the Birdcage is, is such a yeah. funny movie. <laughs> uh, this is also the first movie he made that has a linear timeline. Mm. I think, right? Isn't most of this movie linear? I think you're right. I don't DJ. think it, I know they go back in that movie and they'll see a scene and they'll kind of rewind and do it again. Mm-hmm. But right. the movie's not told out of order. It's just, uh, mm-hmm. it, it's more linear than, than Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs was. True, yeah. true. That is true. I noticed that, you know? It's only like at the end where they just do a different point of view. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Nice, lad. <laughs> nice. Uh, but rolling right along. So that came out in 97, Jackie Brown. And I, don't, I didn't realize this. Kill Bill didn't come out to. Yeah, it was like six years later. Wow, that's a long time. I didn't mm-hmm. realize that. When fortune smiles on something as violent and ugly as revenge, it seems proof like no other that not only does God exist, you're doing his will. Network. But hmm. I'm, I'm interested to hear your guys' take on, on the Kill Bill movies because I, I love the Kill Bill movies a lot, mm-hmm. but a lot of people feel like it was such, a de- like you said, a departure from what he normally does mm-hmm. that they didn't like it as much. But mm-hmm. I thought these movies were great. It had that Western feel. It had a, like a those samurai film yeah. feels, and I thought they were both great. Right. And we're mm-hmm. doing each film... Uh, Separately, wait, wait. yeah. Right, right, right. So we're doing mm-hmm. Kill Bill 1. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked it uh, because it was finally like where you kind of see Japanese anime a bit more mainstream. Yes, it was, I had I, that in my, my notes. <laughs> you know, it was yeah. more like niche. You know, like yeah, you that know, was intense. Store. That scene. Yeah. yeah, and I thought yes, and so it kind of made me feel seen or represented. And it was like my, I think my first film I saw with you, 
you know, and it kind of was like the uh, mm. start of a new friendship, you right, know, right, right. in like high school and beyond. So it was, uh, and I just love katanas in Japan and Japanese culture. So I was like, it was really resonating with me, dog. You know, oh, so yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. so cool. And that music, you know, yeah. Oh, oh, dude, um, was it called? I think it's called Battle Without Honor. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. like, like when they like, uh, she goes to the. Uh, that restaurant and mm-hmm. it's like ding 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 ding. Yeah. Basically, right. everyone walks out to that now. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. that was like a yeah. sporting event song. A car you commercial. Know, car yes. Commercial. You know, like wow, like another song. I mean, he's. I mean, like we said, his soundtracks. I mean, he's choice of music. It's perfect. <laughs> you know, and this is another one. I mean, you guys, this guy probably has one of the his catalog of films have some of the best openings of all time. This black and white. Mm-hmm. You know, the core. The revenge is a just. Best sort of cold. cold. And he's yeah. playing Nancy Sinatra, I yeah. think, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, just like, man, just, damn. I just remember, <laughs> and I think, I know what you're saying too, PJ, like, this is a departure, but I feel like, however, even though the tone, but this wasn't that kind of movie. This right. is supposed mm-hmm. to be a kung fu, exactly. mm-hmm. whatever you call it, adventure, revenge film. So I don't really mind that it gets a little mm. off the wall, and um, or even <laughs> anime like, especially when you start slicing people's heads off. Like, yeah, yeah. So that, I don't, the tone worked, because it was mm-hmm. consistent. Um, also, this movie is, uh, you know, the first, Jackie Brown is obviously, it's about a, a strong female character, yeah. but then you go right to Kill Bill, Volume 1 and 2, which is also, he, he makes those movies about about yeah. female characters and, oh, yeah, uh, and minority right. female characters, yes. mm-hmm. which is was something you didn't see a lot of in movies. Yeah. You still really don't, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but he started that where he, where he took his movies in a different direction and basically said, the star of my action film doesn't need to be... Yeah, uh, the typical looking action star. It could mm-hmm. be Uma Thurman. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think she looks great in this. In oh movie. yeah, with the yellow suit. Nice. Oh, mm. yeah, right. Bruce Lee, obviously, yep. the game of death. Still got it. But um, what I like different. You compare like female heroes today. You know, like like Captain Marvel, and I know it's like beating a dead horse, but like you always felt she was like you know she was outnumbered. You right. Mean? Or she's she has she wasn't a Mary Sue. You right. Mean? But mm-hmm. like you really felt like you know she can kick ass. She she can't outpower. Right. You know, you know, she had to outwit people. She had to find another way to, mm-hmm. you know, beat these her mm-hmm. opponents and everything. So, mm-hmm. oh, sensational. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, man. Volume two was a different movie um, mm-hmm. than the first one. Is the only way to put it. It almost, because <laughs> uh, like, he looks at them as one movie. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. if you ask Quentin Tarantino, he'll tell you volume one and volume two are just one long movie split in half, right, but it's right, one right. movie. But the tone of volume two is not the same as volume one. However, Volume Two has that Superman speech, mm. and I love that speech at the end of that that he gives. Yes, mm. um, and for me, that out of both movies, that's the scene that sticks out the most. But it's a, such a different, a different tone and a different movie. It's less actiony. It's more cerebral. It's not. It, it's not the. It's just you wouldn't think of it almost as a sequel yeah. because yeah. it's so different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. PJ, uh, I want to kind of piggyback what you said. He sees them as one film. Honestly, I think he should have made one film. Maybe. Yeah. Because oh, really? for me, I feel like Kill Bill 2, I think it's a very flat film, somewhat oh. forgettable. I think there's great scenes without mm-hmm. the Superman speech, which right. is stuck in the coffin. Yep. you got to do the one-inch punch, yep. which is very Bruce Lee. He had the yeah. I forget the name of the the other punch they do, the five... The, oh, the five-finger... Oh, five-finger five finger death, whatever. <laughs> yeah. The exploding punch. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, not a bad movie, not at no. all, but... I just felt it was kind of flat. I, I remember for me, I remember watching this film. I remember the point that was like, okay. I think even Uma Thurman's character says it at one point. Uh, he, he meets, she meets that um, 
his name's Esteban. He's mm-hmm. like a, I guess he's like a, uh, well, like a, not a prostitute, a prostitute, right. whatever. Like uh, a, a like pimp. A pimp. Oh, yeah. Right. And she's at one point, she's like, like, where's Bill? He's like, where's Bill? I'm like, yeah, can we <laughs> Where is Bill? Bill? You know, like, you could... Can we kill him? I like, that was the be, point. Like, if it's not advancing the plot, you should, you yeah. know, you should cut it. So I think that's the whole... You could have cut, you know, but even if you didn't want to keep my... Uh-huh. Schlapp, he's getting... He's, he's getting restless in his seat. Um, but if you want to keep it two separate films, I felt like this movie... You know, I felt like, like you said, Peter, fair point. wasn't an action, more cerebral, which I did, you know, but... Um, but yeah, and you know, it's you know, it ended really. I like I like how it ended. Very, uh, very yeah. Um, uh, what's the word? Like very like like you said, like Western. That kind of into the sunshed. Mm-hmm. She wins. Blah blah blah. You know, come everyone has their role in the arc and redemption. Oh blah, sure. Blah, blah. Oh sure. So shut. Oh, so, I was just <laughs> curious. Yeah, I ju- I just you know it gave you more time to let them you know breathe and live out mm. their life. So I kind of like that. I liked watching her train with that guy. Because it's like, how do you know all this? How do you know how to, like, kill all these people, you know? Right, Like, right. let's see more of that. So that was nice. And then I also like Daryl Hannah in this oh, film. Yeah. I love the, yes. that whole segment. Yeah. In that trailer, right. fighting. Right. That's it, tough. Yeah, that's a really great point because, you know, well, I mean, besides Blade Runner, you mm. really see her play as a villain. Usually mm. she's the bombshell, so for her to play yeah. like a real yeah. bitch, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, um... Mm-hmm. Now she was always obviously very jealous of Uma Thurman. She really wanted to be, you know, yeah, yeah. And Bill's, you know, main squeeze, yeah. and she obviously she had to sure. feel always feeling second place. Second mm-hmm. fiddle, I know? just, you know, you remember that shot, right? When she's like in the church and she's dead and she's looking up, and you see those four mm-hmm. villains. Yeah, I wanted to see them all suffer, and then this movie lets you see more of that, you know. And mm-hmm. I guess um, I wanted more. I was expecting Michael Madsen's character. To yes, be, right. You know, I know, but he was just yeah. kind of like. You know, like a little deadbeat. But then I like how he says, hey, you know, she deserved better. You know? And right. Then, but then he gets right. killed, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's cool. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, the way you talk about it. Well, that's why we're here to discuss. Yeah, to discuss right. Like, yeah. I have my list later, and maybe that list will be affected by what you mm-hmm. say. And vice versa, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Kill Bill Volume 2 was 2004. Mm-hmm. And then we get a three-year break. And maybe we should have had, like, a, a five-year break. <laughs> That's all I can say. Oh, jeez. Um, because the next one up is Death Proof. And, oh, I, I've never sat through that without falling asleep. Whoa. Well, I think Tough crowd. Some, some of the folks who are listening, you don't know. So this is released as a double feature. Yeah. With his buddy Robert Rodriguez. It's called Grindhouse. So the first mm. film was... Um, uh, was it Planet Terror? Planet Terror, which is like a zombie thing, yeah. and um, actually, which I never saw. And the second one was uh, was was Death, Death Proof. Proof. Mm-hmm. I think I never saw it, um, but if I had, I know Quinn's the main star. He has to headline like the show, right? Uh, but mm-hmm. I think uh, Death Proof is slow. I think you should actually start it with Death Proof and then get to Planet Cause, Terror because you could be tired. You just watched this two hour. Now you're watching. You're there for four hours, and now you're watching Whoa. this slow movie and you know <laughs> buying dialogue. Hey, I think it should have been a reverse. Uh, then it could be the you know zombies are typically minus. I think it should have been twenty minutes long because the only part of this movie worth watching is the car scene at the end. <laughs> the uh, I I have the only thing I will say about um, about Death Proof is there's a couple of scenes in that movie, and I I, I have some notes on it. Um, what I wrote is that it's very boring. It's very long. I fall asleep each time I watch it. There's weak character development. 
Uh, Tarantino himself calls it the worst movie that he's made. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, there are some positives. Mm-hmm. The look of the movie yep. is fantastic. It has that gritty feel. Yep. And that's not something they added in post. They actually mm-hmm. physically scratched the film to give it that look mm-hmm. for the first half of the movie anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a, a line of dialogue in that movie that is the only part of the movie right. that's, that's perfect Tarantino. And that's like, if you remember the movie, um, the, uh, what's her name? J- Jungle, uh... Oh, Jungle Julia. Jungle Julia. Mm-hmm. She, she has the radio show and she talks about her friend, Butterfly. Yeah. And, uh... Oh, I know where you're going. Right, and they have to, yeah. they have to give that, was a, I forget the like, speech. It was like a poem. It was like a poem yeah. they had to give. I, think, I can't think of the guy's name. Is it Robert Frost? Yes! Yeah. Oh they my have, God, PJ. Yeah. Damn! Yeah. <laughs> they have to do the Robert... But then she says, and it's the most Tarantino dialogue yeah. in the movie... Where the idea is that someone that's going to come up is kind of cute, kind of hot, kind of sexy, hysterically funny, but not funny looking. It's the kind of guy you, would, you, you that you could fuck. Right, is right, the right. line of the movie. And it's the only part in that movie that has that poetic, lyrical dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, the right. rest of that movie doesn't have that for me. And mm-hmm. none of it feels like a Tarantino movie. And none of It's, again, look... I think you said it earlier, you know, his worst movie is going to be someone's best movie, yes. but this is his worst movie. I, yeah. I I don't know if he did it as a favor, yeah. uh, because uh, yeah. it was not, it just yeah. doesn't live up to any of his other movies, in, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I like that car scene, though, that you were talking about. Yeah. Like, that was, I think, one of the first times when I saw something, my palms were sweating. Wow. Because I knew it was real, and I knew that actress Zoe who's like Zoe Bell yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. stunt double for Uma like yep. I know she's actually doing that so yeah. it had like a big effect on me then kind of just washed away all that negative stuff right. yeah. but I, I I can I see but uh yeah it was that was pretty cool and I just liked the whole idea of being in a car and you're gonna die that's yeah. that's scary yeah you know? no, of course yeah <laughs> for me believe it or not I actually think the first half of this film is awesome in my mm. opinion mm. I think it's like you said it's gritty you know, you know, it's just kind of weird. You know what I mean? Then you meet Stuntman Mike. Right. You know, and it's like you see film. He's very predator-like. He's like a predator. Mm-hmm. That's what he is. You know, he gets mm-hmm. a hot chick and yeah. then he puts him in this car and he has him sit on the toilet seat basically and he, you know, runs into yeah. shit. You know, but like you said, I think this movie has great music too. Believe it or not, I like. Uh, she was like the lap dance. Yep. She actually stomped double for Angelina Jolie. That girl. Is she? Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm. She has like the same like uh, you know features yeah, yeah. Mm. and everything. Cute girl. Um, Obviously, like you said, PJ, this is not his best, but I think he wanted to go for an 80s, you know, um, mm. rental kind of film, yeah. movie kind of thing, which that's what it was. I think Kurt mm. Russell is great in this. Mm. But you guys are correct, because for me, the second half, after uh, he kills uh, the, Angelina Jolie, yeah. don't her name, uh, it well, turns, like you said, now... They call becomes, her Butterfly, but that's not a real name. <laughs> yes, excuse me. Mm-hmm. I think the second half of this film, I talk about tone... Just Ooh. becomes those characters are unbearable. You can't you can't watch them. That wow. those characters I can't. She's basically the, the Rosario uh, Dawson's the, awful. She's, and she's such a great actress, and she's the waste in this movie. Yeah, she's hit or miss with her. You know, I guess mm. hey, you said it best too. Sometimes you can't make a good script. You can't make shit good. Yeah, and that's, and that's, that, what, that's, that's what that's what it is. And I mm. think I don't know the girl's name. She's basically the female version of Samuel Jackson. Yeah, like, overacting. Ugh. Um... I just thought it was, I didn't like the And tone. the other girl, the cheerleader girl, yeah, she is was a waste. She's they a, just said, at some point, they forget she's in the movie. You just don't yeah, see her anymore. Yeah. Mm. But um, for me, just, I like the car chase, but for me, I didn't really, I didn't really truly like mm. it that much. I thought it was interesting, but I didn't sure. really like it. I didn't like the whole of a sudden, Stone Man and Mike became this p- 
pussy. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. just like, is that crying? I'm like, what? <laughs> and I just thought the, the second half of that, just for me, that became too cartoonish. That's mm-hmm. Tarantino at his worst. That second half of this film is his dumb at his dumbest. Yep, <laughs> I agree. Uh, <laughs> but, moving right along, guys. So that was in. Uh, so two years later comes. I think it's glorious, but it's called Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> so I actually saw this film in theaters with uh, with Mike, and um, I gotta say, this is I think probably his best opening of a film ever. I think it's yeah. the one that made wow. the most money. I remember sitting mm-hmm. in the theater, I was like shitting my pants, you know, <laughs> when uh, Christoph Waltz and he, at one point he was like, "It's okay if I smoke." Comes out with that wacky pipe. Mm-hmm. It was like kind of like yeah. almost like breaks the tension. Should we agree? I have a glass of milk? Mm-hmm. And they're on the floorboards and the music. I remember just, oh my god! And I remember that one point when, uh, when the soldiers come in, they shoot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know the actress's name. Uh, she's running away, and he just, I think he's gonna shoot, but he puts his gun down. Yeah. And I don't know what he says. He's speaking in French, I think, or German. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Sure, But the way he says it, <laughs> I was like, "Whoa!" You know? But this is one it, of his best films, man. It's funny you should say that. Because this is actually one of the movies I, of his that I, I like the least. Mm. Oh, and what? I, yep. What? I oh my know. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hold me back. Hold me back. <laughs> I know. I know. Look, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. No, I know, I know. I'm not saying it's a bad It's a really good movie. Um, but it is, goes back to something you said earlier where all of a sudden his movies in his later career become a little cartoony. Yep, that's in my... Yep, it, yep. it no longer feels... I think Quentin's at his best. With those kind of gritty crime esque movies, yeah. mm. your Reservoir Dogs, the Pulp Fictions, and the, right. and the Jackie Browns, right? Um, this movie, and, and and to your point, even kind of the first half of, of Death Proof, right. uh, but this movie doesn't feel like Tarantino as much to me, mm. and uh, and I liked it. I'm not saying I didn't like the movie, but it's not one of my favorites because I don't think it's the tone that he's the best at, mm. and and for me, and I think it was. Um, What's his face? Brad Pitt is in that movie. Yeah, I know you're going to say it's the accent. Is, yeah, the, ac- the accent kind of takes me out of it. But mm-hmm. Brad, that's not the right character for Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Brad Pitt, for me, does his best roles when he's very, like, a cool person. Like, when, you know, yeah. when he's a Tyler Durden or he's, um, mm-hmm. I can't remember the character's name in Ocean's Eleven. But, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, he plays that kind of cool, like, chill, calm. Like his character in Once Upon a, Once a, Time, Once Upon a Time, like Cliff. But that mm-hmm. kind of coolness too. Um, I didn't feel like that was the right character for That's Brad right. Pitt. Mm-hmm. So some of those things took me out of it. Um, Christoph Waltz though, the scene stealer. He's great. Oscar. He won yeah, Oscar. and he Ooh. deserved it. He deserved it for sure. Um, but those are that's kind of my feeling on that is I think there were some choices in that that took me out of that movie. Mm. So I don't rank it very high on my list. Damn. Tough crowd. Right, what about you, man? Well, uh, first of all, to help uh, the actress Melanie Laurent. Yo. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And then, and then he says au revoir, Shoshana. Oh, look at know, this guy. It's, uh, Can you speak French. that again? I like when you sound French. Again. Au revoir, Shoshana. Oh, right, so what, that, what does that mean? Like, oh, uh, just goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Shoshana. You oh, know? Okay. Oh. Yeah, and um, well, I liked how he actually used proper actors of. The language, you know, mm-hmm. so yes. it felt more authentic, right. which I like. For sure. Because I don't like, like, in general, when you, like, put an American and they do a Russian accent. It doesn't sound good. Exactly. Yeah. Use a Russian actor, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Sounds like Boris and Natasha from, like, Rocky and Bullwinkle, exactly. because they can't yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, 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 Exactly, you know? So, and I also like, um, 
how uh uh oh i just blanked that's okay that's what happens this um, whole time yeah yeah the you know time, yeah. i mean i just saw this film three times in the cinema and i've never done that wow. ever wow. in my life because i'm like okay i want to see it with my friends then i want to show it to my other friends then i want to show it to my family you know like right. i want right. to experience it with yeah. them yeah you know? that big of an impact boy. yeah wow. it's just crazy I, I, I'm on the opposite end of that spectrum. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, it was like the first time I realized, oh, wow, you can see, like, style. And that's what mm-hmm. I really loved about Quentin. He has a style. Ooh, right. You know? Yeah. And I, yes. I dig yep, that. That's fair. I dig that. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I think, um, yeah. I, well, I think, I guess that's, I guess that's it for now. Yeah, you know? yeah, right, right. Well, I could go on. I could go on. You yeah. Know? <laughs> for, for me, like, the, uh, I'll say my, my, the things I love about this film, like I said, there's so many intense scenes. I said the opening. Another one um, was when um, Melanie uh, Laurent, mm-hmm. she's in the restaurant and then Christoph yeah. Waltz comes. Mm-hmm. You know, she orders dessert, he orders dessert. Mm-hmm. Ah, right. so good. I remember, I remember the whole audience, I saw mm-hmm. you, like, mm-hmm. where everyone was like shitting their pants. <laughs> Another scene I always reminds me, you always, Shad reminds me, as an actor, reminds me of Michael mm-hmm. Fassbender a lot. Oh yeah, okay. put him on the map. They put him right. on the map. Yes. Yeah. And that whole scene of them in the underground bar, whoa. Oh, yeah. Wow, I'm getting chills right now thinking about yeah. no joke. I'm getting teary Wow. <laughs> wow. And I love the music. I have a bunch of songs from the soundtrack, you know? Yeah. Um, but for me, like we talked about, like I said, oh, oh in the part was the bear who comes out with the baseball oh, bat. Mm-hmm. I use that line yeah. all the time. Like when uh, Brad Pitt goes, you have a man who wants to die for his country. Oblige. I'm always like, <laughs> oh, and he comes wow. out, you hear like the, the, like the, like the he's, you know, yeah. cracking the bat. Mm-hmm. Whoa! You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but for me, <laughs> the thing that really t- where I feel like it, it ch- takes a big change of tone is when they're actually at the movie theater, yep. mm-hmm. and then um, um, Christoph Waltz gets captured. Well, I can't remember exactly right now. He gets mm-hmm. captured, and mm-hmm. he was this really intense guy. Mm-hmm. And then when he's making his um, uh, I don't deal whatever is with Brad Pitt, he's mm-hmm. like, "That's a bingo." Like for <laughs> me, I'm like, "Oh God, he turns to Super Mario." And <laughs> for me, it just for me, it, it kind of. They kind of took it out, and when that I don't look, I want Hitler to die, but I almost didn't. I almost kind of want him to get away because I didn't really at that point. I really thought it was historic. I know it is historical fiction, right. but in my mind, I kind of wanted him just to get, you know, maybe Christoph. I know at the end he carves his head, and mm-hmm. the other guys he kills. But for some reason, I don't. Know, that's me just being like sure. weird in my head, you know. I liked um, how the justification for like the killing Hitler is like, yeah. like my characters didn't exist back then, but if they had existed, yes. then this would have happened. And yes. I, I think that's interesting. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hot takes. Yeah. Right. I like mm-hmm. it. Great. Mm-hmm. So, folks, after that, so that was 2009. A few years later is Django Unchained. The D is silent. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity. Now you have my attention. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Mike, uh, Sean, yeah. what's you, my man? What'd you think of uh, Django? Oh, it was pretty, it's it's funny, you know? I know it's like a revenge, but it's it's comical. It yeah, it's definitely one of his funniest yep. movies. Yeah. There's so many funny lines in here. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know this all the time about it. I mean, it, it helped make the uh, Leonardo DiCaprio meme. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I, I think it's just cool how Jamie Foxx is a triple threat. Dance, sing, and act. It's oh so cool. man, he you is. Know? <clears throat> I think this is Jamie Foxx's best role. 100 percent, hundred percent. And I, I love Django Unchained. I think it's such a great movie. I think 
It, I don't. For some reason, I don't think it gets enough love. No. Mm. I think the love that Inglorious Bastards gets really should go to Django Unchained. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. I think they're on par for me. They should, mm-hmm. I think they're both equally really well. But this movie doesn't get enough love. No, sure. it really mm-hmm. doesn't. I, I just think, I think it's incredibly well acted. I mm-hmm. think it's. Uh, I, just, I like it. I think, like you said, it's very funny. Mm-hmm. And it's a movie that you wouldn't think should be funny, but somehow it works. Yeah, that's so true. And, yeah. uh, and this movie came out, and obviously, you know, he's a freed slave. He's trying to find his wife, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I think this movie being so successful is also why you get to 12 Years a Slave a few years later. Mm. Because then you kind of see, oh, you can make a movie about slavery that's not taboo and not yeah, yeah. something mm-hmm. you don't feel like you're allowed to watch. That's a very intense yeah. movie too. Yeah. And Brad Pitt's in it too. And Brad Pitt's in it, yeah. It's wow. like a cameo more or less. Really yeah, well. but I think I think Django Unchained helps you get to movies like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think of this? You know like when DiCaprio's, he's like making a speech and then his hand bleeds yes. mm-hmm. and you know how it's like actually real, like yeah. that actually mm-hmm. happened and he actually smeared blood on her. I just thought, like, I don't like in movies, like, especially, like, if we speak about Scorsese films where, like, mm-hmm. he's like, you know what? Instead of pretending to hit me, why don't you actually hit me? I right. just, right. I feel like if you're uh, acting, you should act and not, like, hurt each other, you know? Right. I think that's my only pet peeve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? mm-hmm. That's fair. Protect fair. actors, you know? Mm-hmm. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's because you don't want to get punched. That's right. I think for certain, I think certain... Maybe certain scenes with certain actors, they, they can't... Yeah. It's hard maybe to look surprised or right. mm-hmm. without actually happening. You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, for Django, I think this is, like I said, one of his funniest. I love the music. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The part, I think it's like... This movie, and actually, one of his few movies that maybe besides mm-hmm. Jackie Brown has real romance. Like, when you saw them reunited mm-hmm. in that bedroom, mm, girl. Nice. It's a very beautiful <laughs> song before she... Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Until he reveals himself. It's right. actually in Italian, but oh, oh. I had this song. It's so beautiful. And um, guys, I, I can't believe I can't I can't believe we talked about Sam Jackson. This is probably one of his best movies too. Absolutely, he was a real D.I.C.K. Mm-hmm. He was he was great. Then. He was mm-hmm. a real. You think Leo is? He's really the real. Yeah. You know, uh, but he was so great in that role. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that movie, obviously, that movie has a lot of layers too. Like, yeah, because you have obviously have the black white thing, but also mm-hmm. kind of you know that, what they call that uh, uh racial That's when right. you're mm-hmm. um, you know hurt your own kind and your mm-hmm. own race. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like he kind of. Somebody betrayed uh, mm-hmm. Django, you know, out of whatever jealousy, whatever hell it was. But mm. wow! But for me, gentlemen, and this movie's great. Mm. But I think there's a the part that feels flat for me is like right after um, Leo dies. I feel like the movie actually has like someone not a change of tone, yeah. but kind of hits a wall. Yes, yeah. Like mm. all of a sudden, like I think for, I thought for sure. I mean. For me, given how much they hated Django, like, mm. how did they not kill him? Mm-hmm. Just to hang him upside down and maybe cut off his balls or whatever. Mm-hmm. They just right. a thing where they go, uh, Sam Jackson, we're going to put you to work all day, every day, till you mm-hmm. die. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, they would have put a bullet in your head in a second. Man. Sure. Mm-hmm. But um, then it got very cartoonish. I like when he shoots mm-hmm. everybody, but when, like, at the yeah. end, like, mm-hmm. the, that <laughs> ending kind of felt a little, started to get a little too cartoonish. I think, mm-hmm. like, who I love, she's, she's so beautiful, Carrie Washington. She's like oh, yeah. clapping rather like mm-hmm. cartoonishly, mm-hmm. but um, really good movie though. That's for me breaking balls. Nice. Um, <laughs> so guys, I'm really curious about this. So three years later, we have the Hateful Eight. The Hateful Eight. Oh. Um, I'll say this about the Hate. I'll start off with this with the Hateful Eight. I think it's his best looking film. Mm-hmm. I think the cinematography on the Hateful Eight is is great. Mm-hmm. It definitely looks the best. Um, he took a couple of notes on this one. Um, I like. I'll start. I also I did like the movie, and I think while it's not his best role in, in Quentin Tarantino movies, mm-hmm. I think it might be Samuel Jackson's 
meatiest role in Quentin Tarantino movies. If not, the, it's not the best one, but mm-hmm. the, the one where he has to work the hardest and work the most. Right. Um, I, I think my biggest struggle with it is when you watch that movie, it, it should be a Western, mm-hmm. but it's not a Western. Uh, it's just more of like they're on like a quest or an adventure. It doesn't have a Western feel to it. But you look at that movie and you're like, there's a sheriff, there is a bounty hunter, there's criminals. It there should be a Western right. and it's not. And I don't think I don't think the tone necessarily matches yeah. the movie that he put out and and that derails it a bit for me. But it's not my least favorite Quentin Tarantino movie. Mm-hmm. I do think the setting is a pretty cool setting and I do think it, it's his best cinematography uh, movie. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Nice. Nice. You know, uh, just like Reservoir Dogs, I like how it can work as a theater piece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Place. Saw my thunder. Yep. That's good. I like the music. The music is really good. Yeah. Ennio Morricone, original mm-hmm. score, won an Oscar for it. Totally. Totally. I thought Channing Tatum did a good job. I, I know he gets uh, a bad rap. Like, I know he's like, I know he's like the, oh, look, it's the jock trying to be an actor. You know what I mean? But I think, I think it was okay, you know? Right, right. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, just two more. I liked Bruce Dern in it, you know? He was, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he was. Yeah, I forgot he was in that. Most, mm-hmm. for me, like, oh, that was good. And then uh, this, I don't even, so, you know Jennifer Jason Lee, the actress? Yes. Yeah. Every time she's in a film, like, I hate her, but I think I'm supposed to, you know, because yeah, that's right. how you know right. she's doing her job. Right, but right. she was like, Benedict Cumberbatch's mom in another movie, mm-hmm. Patrick Wilson, did a good job, so okay. I like that. I know the, I know you're a guitarist, Mike. I know they actually broke that guitar. In the, you, know, you know, like right, that scene? Right, right, right. Um, you guys are just not recalling it. Yeah, and I was like, and they actually broke it by accident. I think that's a fun story. But yeah, yeah it's kind of like, what is it, like a little lukewarm? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like not as impactful as the other ones. You know? Yes. Mm-hmm. But still but still good, you know? Mm-hmm. All these films are good. They're, yeah, just, oh, they're all good. Right, right? They're, they're all just, good. Yeah. For me, real quick, I have a friend named Tara. She moved to L.A. years ago. Shout and out she to Tara. Got this. <laughs> Golden she Goose. Actually, yeah, she... She, uh, <laughs> she, um, she, um, uh, she works in films, so she works in the industry, and I could have gotten the script before it came out, but I declined to read it, so that's what she Is she the reason why he almost didn't make this movie? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, um, right. yeah, because it got leaked and he almost didn't make it at all. Wow. Yeah. But for me, I think this movie is a dud. I actually hate this movie. I think it's very, very forgettable. Mm. I, I mean, the movie's called The Hateful Eight. I think you're supposed to hate all the characters. Yeah, I, I think definitely you are too. did. I hate mm. all of them. There's, <laughs> not, there's not a character who I'm rooting for yeah. or at all. Is that any memorable lines? You know, Channing yeah. Tatum. I think he's a nice guy, but I don't sure, think he, sure. when he came into the film, I was like, it was just making me hate the movie. I remember okay. in the theater, I was getting very restless. I'm like, I felt long. I don't have, mm. I'm not sure how long this movie is. I, I think it's like long. I think it's like two hours and forty five. Yeah, it's around long, that. It's close to three hours. Mm-hmm. Woo! <laughs> and like I said, this is the most forgettable film. I think uh, no one talks about it for a reason. Uh, you guys are gonna hate my so, comments on the next one. So, but, <laughs> um, but that's it. But PJ, what am I? Am I? We have one more movie. movie I know. Oh, we're up to that already. We're, we're up to the. Movie. We're up to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna start this off. I don't like this movie. <laughs> Uh, it's yeah. <laughs> it's boring as fuck. Yes. What do you? Yes. Do? I mean, oh. I'll say this: Brad Pitt is great, mm-hmm. but if you take him out of the equation, that movie is terrible. It's yeah. boring. It's long. It doesn't feel like a Tarantino movie. Mm. It thinks it's interesting, but it's not interesting. No. Oh my! I mean, it was a miss. Like when he when I saw that movie come out, and that was around the same time. He's like, I only got one more movie in me. I'm like, thank God, because <laughs> well, the more. <laughs> 
Because I love Quentin Tarantino movies, but right. I don't want to see him, like, ruin his legacy with these last... Because mm-hmm. the, the Hateful Eight, like I said, I like that movie. I like it better than this one. Wow. I like it better than this movie, okay. but it's not great. Mm. And, I mean, the, we're, we hit the middle of his career with Death Proof, and it's like a downward trend. Let's yeah. just I'll end on a high note. Like, let's get one more good one. I, mm, that mm-hmm. was a struggle for me. Other than Brad Pitt, I don't have a single thing about that movie that I would say is. But what Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie is super hot in anything she's in. So I'll watch. I'll watch her read the phone book just right. to look at it. Yeah. You take those two things out, that movie's got nothing. It's yeah. got nothing. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just thought there's too many characters, you know. So many. And then there's also like all these references that I don't understand, you know, like right. to other films. It felt like I wasn't, I hadn't done my homework. Yeah. You know, it felt I agree. very much like a film for Quentin, and that's okay. But it just wasn't a film for me, you know. And I, I agree with you. Yeah, and I was just like, um, I liked Brad Pitt, and I, and I, I know there's a lot of complaint about how there wasn't enough Margot Robbie in it. So, yeah. You know, and I feel like he went a little too hard on the foot stuff. <laughs> oh, he sure did. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like mm-hmm. he, it's like he realized that everyone knows that about him now, so he had to really give you some mm-hmm. feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I I liked Leo and Brad. Like, I thought they did great acting. Yeah. Marvel too, and that was cool. But, yeah, just, it doesn't uh, it doesn't do it for me like the others, you know? I agree, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think this is definitely his most overrated film. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. And this this movie felt fucking long. This mm-hmm. movie could have been edited down. There's so many... So things. much. Because mm-hmm. here's, here's the positive. I think Brad Pitt's awesome at... I think Leo does a great job. Mm-hmm. I like their dynamic, you know? Yeah. Obviously, the best parts of the film is when they go to the Manson Ranch. You know, everything with Manson is great. That, all <laughs> stuff, that stuff works. But there's a scene where Leo talks to a little girl who's an actress outside mm-hmm. of him. Awful. Awful, awful. I think There's the movie so is still going scenes. on. Like, I don't think it ended yet. I think I just oh, left wow. the movie 12 years ago and never came back. Like, it's right. that long. Wow. Yeah. It's like, it's got to be four hours. I don't know. It's long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not interesting enough to be that long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it, it's very pretentious. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it, it insists upon itself. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. And people love this movie. They swear by it. Like, yeah. once upon a time in Hollywood. I think they like, because I think they love certain scenes. There's great yeah, scenes. But there's, you know, um, like I said, the ranch scene is the best scene in the movie, without a doubt. The sure, there's good awesome. scenes. Yeah, yeah but, but like three scenes cards. can't make a good movie. I, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do think the movie's all, uh, the music, I'm sorry, is great, though. Yes. You got the stones Always. at the end. Always. Mm-hmm. That's great. Mm-hmm. And I just want to bring this up because um, I'm a really big Bruce Lee fan. Oh, so right. That is, okay. yeah, yeah. So I think <clears throat> if Bruce Lee was alive, I think he would have laughed. You know, yeah. I said, you said before, Seth, like, how, like, this is his universe. Right. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, Sharon Tate doesn't, yeah, Sharon Tate. Yeah, Sharon Tate. Jesus, I'm getting mixed up with Sharon Stone for some reason. Um, mm-hmm. She doesn't die. Obviously, she lives. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is nice. Um, but when that happened in the movie, like, I, I feel like obviously this is where we start getting, when Quentin starts to get mm-hmm. too cartoonish and that scene, and even at the end, I thought the ending was funny with, mm-hmm. you know, the, there's a blowtorch, mm-hmm. you know, the flamethrower, whatever it is. <laughs> yep. Like I said, his most overrated film. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think I liked just that take on Bruce Lee, because he's always, like, honored in yep. such high regard, so I thought, okay, mm-hmm. that's interesting. And I also, uh, well, I forgot my other thought, but yeah, that's, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Do we want to touch on those other movies now, or just go straight to our rankings? I, I think we quickly talk about okay. those mm-hmm. other films. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know the order when they came out with, but we'll start. We start off with True Romance. Yeah. He, he wrote this. I think he sold this, so he yep. can make 
mm-hmm. so we can fund Reservoir Dogs. Mm. Um, yes. It and, sounds like, when you watch it, True Romance sounds like a Tarantino movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. Amazing cast. So many mm-hmm. goddamn great scenes. Tony mm-hmm. Scott made this the same yep. guy. He made um, um, Top Gun. But he also made another movie that I think you should, I recommend you check out. It's called Unstoppable with Denzel Washington. That's a good movie. Chris nice. Pine. Yeah, great movie. Underrated movie, movie great action mm-hmm. film. Watch it. It's a great, it's great, great movie. rental. Watch yep. it. It's great. It's yeah. a great film. Uh, but I love the music. Mm-hmm. He's a comic book guy, Christian Slater. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. He loves Elvis. I mean, what a great cast. Great music. Yeah, absolutely. I can't... I, I don't know what to say. There are so many memorable lines. I yeah. still use all these lines <laughs> in my regular vocabulary. It's, a, it's really... <laughs> I just it's can't. not Yeah. So, what about you? Uh, just two, two, like... St- Scenes like the Gary Oldman scene was really funny. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he yeah. plays Drexel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes. And then the James Gandolfini scene was really also cool. oh, yeah. oh, 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 how, oh, dude, I remember when we watched it. Oh, Patricia Car Arquette. Yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah. Oh, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Woo. <laughs> Stabbing uh, him with making the a little, uh, I formed a little rock in my. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's Arkansas. I don't know the. I don't know the capital of Alabama. <laughs> but, oh yeah. But yeah, she was. Woo, she's a smoke show in that man. It's just her voice, her mm-hmm. her energy and. Damn! Damn! Um, you gotta talk about Natural Born Killers. Natural Born Killers, he wrote it, but then they took that movie and it stops being a Tarantino movie because they... Mm. He gets a story credit, but they Mm. changed that whole thing. It's not even him. It doesn't Mm. feel like him or sound like him. I do enjoy that movie. I don't think it's a bad movie. I just... It's hard to call it a Tarantino movie. movie. Mm. So if you're familiar with Oliver Stone movies, all of his movies are gonna have some kind of political Mm. message or edge. Mm. One of the things um, I learned about him a couple of years ago, if you guys know, he never storyboards his films, oh, which oh. I think you can kind of tell this film always has a somewhat of a maybe chaos. Yeah, they're all disjointed. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I think that's what keeps maybe his movies a flare. But yeah. I love Natural Born Killers. Though. No, it's a good movies. movie. I, it's just hard to character uh, to call that a yeah a, a movie written by him because it doesn't feel yeah. anything mm-hmm. like but what he's done. Woody Harrelson. Perfect for that role. Sure. Yeah, yep. that was when she was like great cast, great cast. You know what I mean? Robert Downey Jr. Yep. from that. Oh yeah, it's not maybe all that movie. Oh great yeah, great cast. Mm-hmm. And I think that's all. This there's another movie that it's really a segment. I yeah, I actually never saw it. Four Rooms. I've yes, never seen. I've it. saw it. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? Uh, just clips. It looks okay. really like more so, like a comedy, right? Yeah. So yeah. I'll, I'll, where's my notes? Just real quick. Okay. Mm-hmm. So long story short, folks. Four Rooms. I wonder if you want to watch it, watch it. So Four Rooms is basically. Uh, Four directors do four different mm-hmm. scenes, and Tim mm-hmm. Roth is, is takes all place at a hotel, and he's the bellhop. Right. So, um, the best scenes in the film is Robert Rodriguez's segment, where it's about two kids, mm-hmm. and then um, you know I don't forget what they do, but I guess to Quentin's is, is the best scene. I think it's really worth checking. It's only maybe about 20, 15 minutes long. I think mm-hmm. check it out. It's actually based off a um, a short story, I believe. So just to I think it's interesting, and I don't want to spoil it, but long story short. Um, Bruce Willis is in the scene anyway. They, mm-hmm. they, they call Tim Roth to the hotel room and they go, Look, we need your help. We need a block of wood, three nails, a ball of twine, <laughs> a bucket of ice, a donut, a club sandwich, and a hatchet. <laughs> so basically, just for their audience, just to make life easy. So let's mm-hmm. say I'm the bell, I'm Tim Roth. Mike, you are Bruce Willis, mm-hmm. and TJ, I don't know the character's name, but you're the other. You two make a bet. Mm-hmm. You bet PJ that he can't light his um, cigarette lighter uh, 10 times in a row. Uh-huh. And if he can, He's gonna win your Cadillac or his car, mm-hmm. and if you don't, me the bellhop gets to chop your finger off. No <laughs> one else in the group right. has the balls to really come through and do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're gonna pay the bellhop. So in the film, you're there. Obviously, there's a lot of tension, so right. they're waiting for him to start him doing a lighter ten times. Right, right, right. And I'll leave it as that. So okay, oh, really wow. to check that sounds out. interesting. I'll so check it out. We'll see if too. that character yeah. loses his finger. Right. Or not, so. <laughs> but folks, here we go. Drum roll. So we're gonna rank him from. Uh, 
our opinions, worst to first, okay. you know, worst to best. Let's let our special guest go first. Yep. Sure. You know, actually, I did change my list as we talked. Wow. Okay. I was like, yeah. you know what? They're right. We swayed so, you. <laughs> yep. So this was a little higher compared, but then I was like, you know what? I think I'll just put it at the bottom. And, and I just want to preface that all these films are great, but they don't impact me as much as others, okay? So the first, or, you know, the, the one that doesn't really do it for me is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Wow! I'm sorry. Wow! I'm sorry. Good, no, for no, 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 Good for you. Good for you. Good for you. Okay. So happy. You know? I mean, it was a fun time in the theater to see. It was just mm, not as fun as the other ones for me. Mm -hmm. you know? Okay. You know? that, right. Yeah. You're number uh, 10? Uh, my number 10 is Death Proof. Okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I had a feeling. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I actually had Hateful Eight. I hate wow. This movie. Okay. That was my original one. I hate that movie. Man. Uh -huh. Okay. Uh, slap. You're number nine. Uh, Death Proof only because of like that scene with the the car chase that was really impactful physically on me. I was yeah. crazy, you know. And I liked I liked all the we the the women. I thought they were really yes. uh, cute, you know, mm -hmm. which is a little superficial, but you know. No, I, I gotta be honest. Yeah. You know? my, my number nine is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love how uh, my number nine is actually death proof as well. Oh, well, well. Okay. <laughs> um, back to Slat, number eight. Number eight, The Hateful Eight. Just because I like the whole theater aspect. and uh, oh, it's, it's cool to see a Western every now and then. And, and the work that went into like filming it, you know, like that whole yep. technical aspect. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you absolutely. guys are about to get real mad. Uh-oh. My number eight is Inglorious Bastards. Oh, what? <laughs> my number eight. That's oh, my number eight. Holy gosh. Shit. Yeah, it's my number eight. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Okay. Whew. I know. Uh, <laughs> oh man. I can't believe. Okay. I knew I was gonna throw everyone off when I <laughs> yeah. said it. Right. I don't have the love for that movie that everyone has. I right. just I don't and know. Clearly, right. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Is uh, it uh? Is it have to do with the history? I met this student once. He's like, I don't like how it plays with World War Two. You know, he just was. Really I don't sensitive. mind people changing history, and that mm -hmm. doesn't bother me. I don't mind an, an artistic license or an mm -hmm. interpretive take or anything. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't do it for me. I just can't get through it. I understand. Yeah, that movie's a rough one for me. We respect differences mm -hmm. here on the podcast at the Cool Kids <laughs> Lunch Table. <laughs> uh, for me, my number eight was uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm. Looks mm. like. All of us, we're all the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're up to seven. All right. Um, I guess I would do uh, Jackie Brown just because, you know, it's it's good. Uh, mm -hmm. Better than these. Um, I mean, it's not wow, but it's just just nice all the way through. Fair. Nothing mm -hmm. really bad, nothing really good for me. Just like, wow, nice. It's nice. Mm -hmm. I'm having a good time. We're up to number seven? Yes, sir. I, I have Pulp Fiction. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. What? No. Yeah. Yeah. no, I'm that just kidding. Crazy. Number seven I have is Hateful Eight. Right, okay, mm. okay. Imagine I really had full fiction. You guys had oh exploded. <laughs> um, to me, it's actually Kill Bill 2. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, That's all right. Right, we're up to six now, right? We're up to six. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, well, I put Django Unchained here. Just, you know, I was like, okay. Um, you know, because... Basically what I had said before, you know, yeah. good performances, that blood incident kind of made me upset, you know, yeah, for the yeah, actors, yeah. but, mm, you know, a little cartoony, but it was also nice to, it's always nice to see people getting what they deserve, you know, like sure. slave masters or whatever. That's why I kind of, or uh, those hippies, and if we go back to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, yeah, we don't really like it that much, but it's cool to watch them get yeah. hurt. It's like a, that's what I wanted to say before, it's like, it was like, Cinematic revenge on, mm. for Sharon Tate and all those people yep. who lost their lives. You know, right. it's a good way, an artistic revenge, if you will. Yeah. But yeah, Django Unchained. That would that probably be my next one because the other ones were better than that one for me. 
Sure. Yes. I have Kill Bill Volume 2 with number 6. Mm. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I have Kill Bill Volume 1 for number 6. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, here we're halfway there. Uh, Mr. Slap, number 5. Number 5? Uh, I put Pulp Fiction here because... Uh, I mean, no. yeah, I just be, what? Wow. because I like I like the other ones more. Wow! And uh, I just <laughs> yeah, my my favorites are my favorites. That's it's, <laughs> they have shock, you know. Just but, the shock, you yeah. know. But I I do feel like when I was watching it, it was someone else's movie because I was late to the party. Do you know what I mean? Uh, that's fair. Like you That's know fair. How, yeah. Just to go to video games, like you know these Final Fantasy games. Yeah. Everyone like number seven. And I played it late. But the first one I played was number eight with everyone else. Sure. And that was, like, my favorite because I played it for the first time with everyone else, you know? Right. So it's, it's like, the kind of same thinking okay. with Pulp Fiction. Like, oh, you know, I couldn't watch this when I was a kid, you know? Now I can watch it and I'm like, oh, it's cool. I you didn't know. get to see that at six years old? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I listened to it. I think I was listening to my mom and brother watch it okay. in the living room. But, yeah. Wow. TJ, <laughs> so you're number five. My number five is Kill Bill Volume 1. Okay. Uh, my number five is Jackie Brown. Okay. Oh, well, nice. Mm-hmm. I like how it's up up there, you know. Yeah. I guess I'll just say like the next ones are Kill Bill two and then Kill Bill one, just to get the four and the three. Cause, okay. You know they were like. What was it again? I'm sorry. Kill oh, Bill Kill Bill two and then Kill Bill one. Gotcha. So that's your four and three. That's my four and three. Sorry to okay. skip the order. You know. So <laughs> yeah, that's fine. My number four is Django. Mm. And I'll give you my number three also is Jackie Brown. Hmm. Mm. Actually, just to go back with my number five, real quick with Jackie Brown, I think it's fitting I have it as number five because that was okay. his turning point yeah. in this oh. film. Okay. In terms of, uh, well, that just happened. I was thinking about that now. But number four, I put Django. All right. <laughs> number three, I put Inglorious Bastards. Wow. <laughs> nice. Uh, number two, Reservoir Dogs. Same. Nice. That beats nice. Reservoir Dogs. Um, and number one, I, I had a, a Pulp Fiction. I, I also have Pulp Fiction. What did you have as number one? Inglorious Bastards. I knew it. I knew it was <laughs> right. that. Right. So cool. All right. Nice. I like Michael Myers in that for some reason. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, when he just yes. appears yeah. out of yeah, nowhere. Operation Kino. <laughs> yeah. Paris is where it sizzles. <laughs> Great stuff. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Really good. Wow, yeah. we did it. Mm-hmm. We got through a whole ten movies. Yep. So, um... <laughs> Oh, yes. We have a, we have a pop quiz, boys. Ooh, pop right. quiz. You're going to be late to class. <laughs> so here is a pop quiz I derived. Uh, and, you know, you could do like three out of five or five out of seven. Okay. You know? So, okay. First question. Um, do we have to ring in first? or do no, we you, just... could, you could tap All right, I'll tap in. That's okay. all I know? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I'll signal who can go okay. first, right? All so, right. Uh, which... Movie franchise does Tarantino want to have a hand in directing? Oh. Yes, Star Trek. Uh, maybe, but there's another oh, one I, I have in mind. I I, think, I know my second choice. I'll let you go uh, though first. I was gonna say Star Trek. Oh, what do you think? James Bond. Exactly. Uh, All right. I didn't realize that one. Yeah. I was gonna go with Star <laughs> Trek. Uh, what must you not have on set if you work on a Tarantino film? All actors can't have this on film. I want to say I think I'll take. Yeah, go ahead. A cell phone? Exactly. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Doesn't doesn't like it. What's um allowed on set, but you will be shamed for doing it. There's there's a wall of shame of you doing oh this. Oh my god, I know this. You know? 
It's like I don't know. Oh, I know it. I know it. What is it? Uh, sleeping? Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's a okay. wall of yeah. shame of you napping with a yeah. phallic piece of something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> that yeah. he does. Uh, what was a crime Quentin Tarantino was arrested for in his youth? He he's only committed one crime. Is it shoplifting? Yes. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I nice. know when they were making reservoir yeah. dogs, they all had like, their yeah. table reading. They all in front. They all were arrested for something. Yeah. At one point. I thought that yeah. was great. <laughs> nice, PJ. Uh, what band thanked them on their album? Yeah. A band, uh, a band thanked. Thank Quentin? Yeah, like they. You know how on the albums they have like thank yeah. you. Yeah. The liner notes. Yeah. I, I think I think I I think I know. That could be wrong though. Go ahead, um, give it a shot, kid. Is it from Kill Bill? The uh, the five, six, seven, eights. Oh, uh, we, we, we have to go girls. a little earlier. Oh, okay. Uh, I believe the year was '94. Some, oh, wow. Somewhere in the early four. Early to me. Who would have had a movie in '94 that would have thanked him, or an album in '94 yeah. that would have thanked him? The, this band, I don't know if it has anything to do with the films. Like they, their music they just they just yeah. like his. Um, yeah, like or they had maybe a relationship with them. '94. This is a band Mike likes. I, don't I was going to think, I'm, I'm, can I take a guess? Sure. Is it Tool? No, uh, not Tool. How could I say that? Like Bill Hicks, same, same thing. I want to say the same genre. Okay. Same genre as Tool. Possibly. Like, we, we are talking about a rock band, right? Yeah. And yeah, um, yeah. This band, you know, you think oh, early God. 90s. Who is early 90s? Oh, yeah. Not Pearl Jam. Right. Yeah, not Pearl Jam. Um... I wouldn't see it being Nirvana either. It, yes, it's Nirvana. Is it? Yes. What? Wow, all right. In, in I'll utero. take the win. On in in I'll take the dummy. I can't believe this. this. I'm a giant uh, Nirvana, <laughs> but I can't believe this. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, That's good job. Good job. Uh, now, the next one. Uh, so where does Quentin Tarantino live? He splits his time between two places. California. That's one. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other... Yes. France? Uh, yes, it's a different country. Okay. Of course... But a little more east than France. Spain? Mm, more east. Portugal? More, more, more. Um, I don't know if I'm going east or west right now if I go... Uh, oh, yeah, I think I think you're, like, on the same yeah, uh, the same. longitude. Yeah. Mm, think about... This place has a wall. China? Mm, this wall cries. Uh, wall of Tears. Is it Germany? Uh, like the Berlin? It's... Well, how do I say it? I mean, there's a lot of walls in the world. That's so I, true. I don't that's know. true. I mean, this is a big... People go to this wall to touch it. Of Israel? Religion. Yeah, that's right. right. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. That's so it. he splits... So we got one and I'm one. I'm like, Trump didn't get to build that wall. Where does he <laughs> yeah, live? That's right. Um, oh, shoot. Hold on. This last one. Uh, oh, yeah. What's Quentin Tarantino's favorite film that he has made? You know, like... He used to think that, oh, I love all my films equally like children. But... I recently, I in a, recently I, in the Stern interview, he says, you I, know what? I thought it was Jack Brown. Oh. But I don't know if that's the right answer. But for some reason, I feel like I've heard him say that. Hmm. I, yes. I think it's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's right. According yeah. to an interview he did with Stern. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's it. So you got five and you got uh, three. So nice wins. Uh, you want to know what the prize is? Yeah. <laughs> if, if you can't see, I we, we just kiss. <laughs> it was hot, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> But that's about it, folks. Um, so if you enjoyed uh, our special guest, Schlapp, he's going to be here next week when we talk about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We're going to talk about the films, oh, yeah. the comic books, the video games, all of that. Cowabunga. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Schlapp, thanks for joining us. My Love pleasure. Your, uh, your lists. Thanks. We'll see you next week. Yep, same sure. time, same table. That's right. I love you. 
Boys and girls, lunchtime is over. Please visit PJ and Mike's website, coolkidslunchtable.podbean.com for more information. Follow the boys on all social media apps. Just search Cool Kids Lunch Table Podcast. Now get to class before you get to tension.